scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenci. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Friday night the freak show has uh, begun. And uh, freaky things are already happening. Let's set the table. First things first, we know the 2020 is whacked. Uh, Secondly, we know that the election is around the corner and uh, there's a lot of animosity in the air. Thirdly, check, (laughs) we know that it's Halloween and we've got a full moon, a full moon on Halloween at that. And, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, that doesn't happen uh, often. In fact, it only happens every 19 years. So 2020 keeps on uh, giving the craziness, and uh, the craziness keeps on coming is the Maryland Terrapins, 18-and-a-half-point underdogs, down by 17 in the football game, uh, down 38-21, come back and win. The Minnesota Golden Gophers managed to lose this football game, 45-44 in overtime, as uh, their kicker misses an extra point. Uh, misses an extra point. Now, this isn't an NFL extra point. Like these things, we're talking about like a 17-yard chip shot or whatever the hell it is, and these kids want to get paid. Like they, that's the thing. I'm all, you know, I I do believe that college, uh, you know, these these football players and the um the basketball players, they're getting ripped off in a sense. Like I'm on their side, but you know, if you want to get paid, then all right, can we cut you? Like so, like let's just say this kid's getting paid. We're paying college kids, and the kid misses the kick, and we tell him, listen, you're fired. You know, you want to get paid. You want to live in the real world. Well, in the real world, if you don't do your job, you get fired. All right. Yeah. Th- I don't know. I don't want to be mean uh, to this kid. You know, longtime listeners of the show know I sort of have a policy. I don't. I try not to rip college kids too much. I'll rip the program. I'll rip the coach. But like, really, I hope this kid isn't on scholarship. I'm. You know, I'm just saying. Like, you know, whatever. If he's getting an education, good for him or whatever. But like. Like, can you imagine you're getting like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year scholarship to go to some prestigious university and you can't hit a seventeen yard extra point? Like, what the hell are you doing there? Like, I like I don't know. You've got one job, kid. We didn't ask you. The kid on Maryland drilled a fifty one yarder. And I get it. I get it. The regular kicker's got like a hernia or something like that. But whatever, man. And if not, if you're PJ Fleck, you've got to go for two. Right? You've got to go for two because you know your kicker's a loser and he's going to miss. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? 
Sports Rage late night. I am Renzi throwing it down as the Friday night uh, freak show. Although last night on the Thursday night throwdown, it had more of that uh, freak show element uh, to it. Uh, but yeah, there is craziness in the air for real. Um, you know, we got this uh, blue moon. Uh, that's right. In typical 2020 fashion. See, we give you all the information on this show. It's a blue moon. Just something to think about for betters tomorrow night. Saturday night, like when like crazy things happen, like tonight. Like basically, I guess the Maryland Terrapins were 0-71 when they trailed by 17 or more points. 2020. Um, so, yeah, a full, listen, full the whole full moon thing, it is true. I know a lot of cops, and I've asked them. Um, and I've spoken to, to nurses in hospitals about this. More people do get arrested on full moons. Like, um, you know, there's not like werewolf stuff, but there is like a chemical imbalance. There is something about a full moon. And you just throw in 2020. It's already whacked. It's Halloween tomorrow night. And uh, it's a blue moon on Halloween, uh, which uh, it's a full moon on Halloween, but it's actually a blue moon. It's a full moon and a blue moon. And first things first, a... A full moon on Halloween only happens every 19 years. All right, so that's kind of an anomaly. And I guess a blue moon hasn't been uh, fully seen in every time zone around the world since 1944. And there'll be a blue moon uh, tomorrow. So, in other words, take every big underdog. Let's uh, let's bring in Steve Merrill uh, right now. Uh, we got ProSportsInfo.com in the house. Wager talk. What's going on, Mr. Merrill? Hey, Gabe, I didn't know about any of that, but it's very fascinating. It probably is somewhat of a handicapping angle. I guess uh, Marilyn took advice <laughs> on that tonight. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, like when really weird things happen tomorrow, I figured, you know, I like I like people to be informed here, Steve. I want people coming away smarter. You know, some of the stuff might go all over people's heads, but <laughs> like George Costanza said, I'm not dumbing it down for a dumb audience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's a, well, I'm this looking at right now. It says the we very end up dumbing it down. I'm not dumbing it down for any like lame ass audience. All right. <laughs> well, I'm looking online right now, and it says the uh, the bright red object you'll be able to see tonight and tomorrow night is the planet Mars, and it's still the best you've been able to see it in the two year period. So that's something else to look for. You're going to see a, a blue moon and a red planet. That's wow. a, that's what really going to confuse people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we set the clocks uh, back tomorrow too, <laughs> as well. Just throw that in. Yeah, I hate that. Daylight saving. What a so scam, much. huh? Steve? Daylights. What? What? What is? Like honestly, like what? Did, I've heard a lot of people, you know, say different things. They always talk. Oh, it's for the farmers. Nobody likes this. And in fact, right. I mean, I even saw a doctor study. I was reading about this doctor study. It leads to more car accidents and like workplace accidents. Steve, it doesn't help anybody doing this. Yeah, I, the whole logic is to have, you know, so it's daylight earlier, like it's 6 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. So it was farmers and school bus stops for kids is what I'd always heard. And I didn't really agree with either one of them. I mean, I guess you can make a small argument maybe that some like high school kids might be walking to the bus stop in the dark. But I don't know about that. Um, the farm thing makes absolutely no sense. Can't they just wake up an hour later and do the same amount of work? I've never understood that. So that's a total BS reason in my Steve. I don't know. I'm, I'm a simple mind, Steve. I'm a simple minded man, but I've always just thought of it like off of it. It's a, it's a month. It's like four months instead of six now. And then, of course, Arizona doesn't do it. Hawaii doesn't do it. And uh, parts of Illinois, I believe, don't do it. If not the whole state, Indiana, um, some some people get it right. In, oh, maybe Indiana. It's Indiana. My bad. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. But they're right on that line, though. So, you know, they go from it's even more or whatever. So it's not a huge deal. 
Yeah, because they don't do it. But then there's like it's confusing then with what time it is there. Oh, <laughs> like it's it awful, changes yeah. on a year. Like it changes by the year. Plus, it's like, oh, it's one o'clock. No, no, it's last year was one o'clock. Now it's. But my thing is, Steve. I listen. I think the whole calendar is a pile of crap. Who says there's 24 hours in a day? Who says there's seven days in a week? There's actually an old Egyptian calendar that's different. I think it's a nine-day week. Um, but my deal is, Steve, I don't care what the clock on my microwave says, bro. Like, whether it says 6.08 or 7.08, it's still the real time in our time continuum in reality, Meryl. You know what I'm saying? Like, people can pretend Flashy all they gig. want and change the clock. Nothing changes. You know, we're still in the same place. We're still in the same time. We didn't, like, you know, leave the galaxy. So I don't care. You can make it 4 o'clock right now for all I give a crap. It's the same time to my body. I was going to say, there couldn't be two worst people on earth other than maybe your next guest, Tony Finn, would be the third worst person to have this discussion because <laughs> you and I and Tony don't exactly have a good reality concept of time and, like, going to sleep at the right time and waking oh, up at the right, right time. Right. So, oh, so there's, if there's ever somebody that doesn't affect, it's you and me probably. <laughs> yeah, we're not the right people to be talking about this, Marilyn. It's a good point. It's a very, very good point. I'm just uh, get, getting it off my chest. All right, here's another thing. So we no, gotta I hate bring it. It's it up, one Steve. of my two or three biggest pet peeves in the world is daylight savings. Because I, because I am a late night person. That's why I hate it. Because it'll be dark at five p.m. now for like three or four months here on the East Coast. Six six o'clock is bad enough, but like five p.m. getting dark, it's awful. I mean, and you know, it's like I'm not up at six a.m. to take advantage of it. So it does me absolutely no good. <laughs> no, I don't care uh, exactly. It is it is what it is. Just tell me what time the games are kicking off at. Um, that you know what my, one of my big that's pet important, peeves is. Dave, actually, that that's a good point though because like in the luckily the NFL season it's always falling back so you get an extra hour. But otherwise, can you imagine how many people would miss an NFL kickoff and get in a bed? And if it was the other way around, like if the clocks went forward an hour this Sunday, you know there'd oh, be yeah, some yeah, people yeah. hungover from Halloween partying, especially oh, this guaranteed. weekend, right? With Halloween on Saturday night, the guaranteed. sports books would take a hit if we weren't rolling the clocks back. You know what? It's their own fault, though. Like, if anyone doesn't get their bet in you know, this week and they get all hammered, because you're right, Halloween is, dude, after New Year's Eve, Halloween's like the biggest party night of the year. Like, normally. You know, to me, Halloween is cooler than, like, New Year's Eve. But Halloween's like a big, big it's time. It's a like, holiday. Big, yeah, it's a big time party. How about this, Steve? I don't understand this. So, um, they're taking action on, um, and I bring this up because, yeah, the state of New York doesn't have sports betting, but Indiana accepted action. They're they're taking bets on um, on the Halloween eat candy contest. So Joey Chestnut and uh, Matt Stoney, they're all there. Uh, they're all there. And instead of hot dogs, they're crushing uh, Halloween candy. Yeah, they're eating like wow. uh, Snickers, Snickers, mini Snickers, mini M&Ms, mi- mini Milky Ways, candy corn. And there was another one. I can get the list. Yeah, yeah. Joey Chestnut's minus 110. DraftKings is sponsoring it, so they're the ones with numbers. But it got sanctioned. It got sanctioned by the state, Steve. Like, uh, like, DraftKings is taking bets on it. That's awesome because um, I hadn't looked into that one. But as you and I both know, we'd love to handicap competitive eating. And from my recollection a couple years ago when we were looking into Stoney, he is a sweets expert, if I'm not mistaken. He has a lot of records of the sweets. So I think there, there could be some value there. Um, just on a side note, you know, the hot dogs, what he takes in 70 and 10 minutes, it's like, was it 600 and some grams of fat or it might be 6,000 grams of fat. Like I can see how that you can maybe process that, but 
wouldn't it be almost deadly to take that much sugar in? I mean, isn't that probably a severe like health risk more than, more than more than normal? I mean, eating any seventy hot dogs is probably a health risk to say the least. You ever heard but of the word diabetes? You see what I'm saying? Like, like don't you think that much sugar? Yeah, that diabetes? much sugar though, I think, could be really dangerous. Like just from the insulin uh, spike, and I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to be a good athlete, I guess, right? These guys are athletes. Uh, you know what, though? You 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 called it because uh, Cam Cam of course is on top of it. Cam's like. Uh, uh, Joey Chestnut's not a good sweet eater. He's not. He's not as good. Like that's not his thing. And we brought it up too. Matt, listen. Joey Chestnut's the king of the hot dog. Matt Stoney though is very versatile. Like Stoney can crush yeah. like the, the you know the mac and cheese. He can crush like you know your pizza. You name it, he can eat it. And I think Matt Stoney could be worth a look as well. Uh, Matt Matt Stoney comes in at fourteen to one. They're crushing Whoa. candy corn. Mini Kit Kats, wow. mini M&Ms, mini Milkways, mini Snickers, and mini Reese's. It's seven pounds of chocolate. There's seven pounds of chocolate on the table. Who can crush it first? <laughs> Starts at 7.30 Eastern. <laughs> we'll get the football on the other side. One more. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it. Friday Night Freak Show. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the trolls, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between <clears throat> throwing it down. A lot of stuff to get to. We're going to blast that through the games, but we did. Uh, it is the election on Tuesday, and I'm not asking for anybody's political uh, views. I don't care. I don't want to know. It was just a simple question because. I haven't heard a lot of predictions from people. Like people in the, like cable news media and stuff, they're on. They're not really. Nobody ever puts their their neck on the line with this stuff. So you know, we will. And this is for the international uh, betters amongst us. I know we have people tuning in all over the world. Um, you know, but basically though, um, um, the number right now is minus two hundred internationally. That seems to be the consensus, Steve. Minus two hundred, minus two ten or so. I just fired off a poll question just 33 minutes ago. We've got quite a few responses. Uh, it's a, a lot of people are voting. I said, who do you think wins the election? I don't want your political views. Just a simple, who do you think will win? And um, we've got 257 responses already. 51.4% Donald Trump and 48.6% uh, Joe Biden. And of course, uh, Steve, you know, the polls have Joe Biden, you know, about five or seven points. Forget about, like, the national polls and irrelevant national stuff. But state by state, if you look, you know, Joe Biden is ahead in a lot of the battleground uh, key key states. But I don't really fully – I don't buy into the polls, Steve. You know, to me, the polls are like, you know, the college football, the AP polls. Remember when it was the linesmaker poll and the AP poll? The linesmaker poll is realer. The polls are off. I don't, you know what, I do, my personal opinion, Steve, I want your take, who do you think is going to win, but I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I think Biden squeezes it out closely, I think Biden's going to win, 
But now that it's over minus 200, I don't think there's value on betting uh, with Biden. And I know you said, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you're just looking at whoever the underdog is, Steve. So, you know, like I said, I think Biden wins, but I think this is a damn close election, man. And I don't think he should be a minus 210 favorite right now. Yeah, I think it's 50-50. So I make it even plus 100 either way. So yeah. I'm not saying like Trump's going to win, but there's no way I would lay... Right, there's no way I'd lay minus 200, in which I think is a pick game, exactly right. So um, I could go back and forth. I could give you reasons why both of them will win and both of them will lose, and that's why I make it a pick Um, I think, I think a lot of this early voting is going to hurt Trump. There's been almost 70 million votes cast. Um, keep in mind, he was really bad in the first debate. Um, also, I think there's a lot of people out there that just don't like Trump. They don't necessarily like Biden. In fact, the, the rallies show that. I mean, Trump has hundreds of thousands of people lining up over the last couple months for his rallies. Biden has 10 people, but people still go vote for Biden because they dislike Trump. But if they if you had to wait in line three hours this Tuesday, I don't think they would vote at all. The Trump people are going to vote no matter what because they they're they're diehards. But the fact that these people have been able to vote easily over the last month or so and 70 million votes are in already, I think that helps Biden. That could be the difference in the election, to be honest with you. Um, The polls were way wrong in 2016. On Election Day, Hillary was 86 percent in the international markets. Uh, Biden, by the way, today has gone from 62 to 65 percent tonight. The Senate yeah. odds have gone from 56 to 62 percent today. So something is happening. I'm not quite sure bump. what it is, but something is yeah. moving. Uh, yeah, the Democrats have gotten some money in the international European markets as of this evening, which I thought was interesting. I noticed that, too. There's been uh, there's been momentum. Um, now I'm starting to check in that we're into the stretch run here. I've noticed there's been a little momentum like uh, Biden was in the 185 range last night. Right. And he's, he's popped up. So, yeah. you know, basically it's almost just like, you know, there's the, the game is running out of time. I think that's what it is. Sort of like the in-game betting, like the clock is ticking, right? Like the, yeah. cl- the clock, the clock that's is a ticking. Good point. Yeah. But you raise a good point. Yeah, too. Yeah, Biden hasn't completely yeah, collapsed yet either. Say, you know, Steve, I mean, I think everyone's waiting for that, yeah. that collapse moment. He hasn't You're done right. it. And there's only three They're, days he's left. He's the Falcons. They're going to, he's going to blow it. He's going to blow it. Like, yeah, he's going to turn yeah. it over. He's going to turn it over. And we'll keep it defense. Terms, but you're They've right. been in prevent defense for six months with Biden. <laughs> He's not leaving his basement. He's in the ultimate prevent defense. That's exactly right. Uh, the, exactly right. Kid. The basement bunker is prevent defense we'll to his finest. Sports sports terms for everyone. Yeah. With it. He's been playing. Pre, he's been running out the clock. He's been playing prevent defense for four and a half months. Dumping the puck. Dumping the puck. It's working. There's three minutes left in the game, Steve, and he's up by two goals. Like it's working. Right. But you still get the it's feeling. It's like in hockey he, where they dump the puck. Yeah. Right. right. It's terrible it to watch. It's Get it out of the zone. Right. But I was going to say, you're right. You know, as far as um, like the Trump voters, they're going to show up on election day, and he's been telling them not to trust the mail and all that. It's going to hurt him. Ironically, it's he, he was dumb to do it. It's going to hurt him. So he, you know, they're going to all show up. So it's almost like a football team. He's going to score some late fourth quarter points here. I know he is. He's going to. And it's going to get tight. The game's going to get tight and stuff. But you raised it, and somebody sent an e- uh, a good tweet to me as well, J-Rod, uh, who's a regular uh, listener and viewer. And the fact, Steve, that so many people have voted already this early for me, I mean, did Trump pick right. up 30 million fans, Steve? I don't think so, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't – with that logic, I'm looking at that. Like, who did he – Pick up that many new people. I mean, they're going to, Steve, they're going to smash records. More people are going to be voting in this election than any in, in, in history. And also betting, Steve, over a billion dollars 
This is the largest bet event in world history as well. Uh, I'll get you to Fox in, in a second yeah. with this, but um, you know, you you know what I'm saying, Steve. Yeah, that's by the way, Gabe. That, that that's amazing though, Gabe, because um, you know, Teddy does that wager talk today show, and I was on it a few weeks ago. And after my segment, they had a bookmaker on from Vegas, and he, the bookmaker said he wishes Nevada would allow it because it would be bigger than the Super Bowl. And I was like shocked because I've always thought, you know, I always thought it was kind of like dancing with the stars and American Idol, but you know, over the years, I really thought it was at that level and I I was completely wrong. I didn't realize how big the market is. And the fact that you just said that would have, it still surprises me, but not as much as it would have a couple years ago. And uh, the bookmaker the other month at Vegas said that, it would be the biggest handle they could have if they could take bets on the election. And I was shocked by that. And what I didn't realize, you know, is that it's not a federal law because West Virginia allowed it a few months ago and the Greenbrier uh, took bets for like one day and then they pulled it back down. So like Indiana could do it. You know, they're doing the competitive eating odds. Like any of these states could actually do it surprisingly enough. And why the hell wouldn't they, man? There's a lot of action to be had there. Um, And yeah, more than we realized. And here it is. So, uh, here's the, the headline. people vote, probably. It's not a bad thing. No, it's a good <laughs> point. Yeah, that's the election, what they're worried about, that. that it'll alter the vote. Yeah, I mean, it's not it like it's going to be corrupted. You only get one vote. Yeah. Now, the, Illinois not, probably not, shouldn't have it because you can vote like 20 times in Chicago. But, you know, that's that's a different story. <laughs> I was going to say. So, vote early, uh, vote often. So, British bettors in Britain, bro, they've taken $284 million in action. Well, think about it, Gabe. It's been up for four years. You know, that's something you got to keep in mind, though. I mean, the odds have been out for almost four years. You know, so this is the amount of money wagered on this so. year's U.S. election already tops the previous record of the Trump-Clinton race four years ago. The greatest bet on any U.K. election, they took in 113 million pounds on will Britain leave Brexit? As you stated, Steve, it's amazing. Right, they were wrong it? on like, that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were and they weren't. They they lost, but they never actually left. <laughs> they never really figured it out after. Right. Well, but, Gabe, real quick, though, this is fascinating, though. The, the international betting markets on the day of the Brexit vote that August at 16, it was 84 percent that it that would not do it. And it went the other way on the day of Clinton Trump. It was 84 percent three months later. And both were wrong. That's what's so fascinating to me about both of those four years ago. Now it's 63, yeah. 65% Biden. So that's another reason why the only way you play this is the underdog, because they could definitely be wrong again. And it would not surprise me. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about Trump backers are adamant, they're going to support him rain or shine. The Biden, Biden does not have a, any momentum. He just has a lot of anti-Trump support and just basic Democrat support. And the Democrats do outnumber Republicans in the U.S. So if everybody voted, the Democrats would never lose another election. So high voter turnout, like you said, is good for the Democrats. And the numbers show that about 65 to 30 of the pre, uh, pre-election ballots so far have been Democratic uh, voters. So there's no question it's helping Biden. And I think that very well is probably why Biden will end up winning. Uh, 538.com gives Biden an 89% chance as of right now. Nate Silver, uh, yeah. 89% He was dead wrong chance. in 16, of He was course, wrong, so. I know. But he I was saw Frank dead, Lutz. dead wrong. Was and I like what Nate Silver does. He does great stuff, but that was his biggest flop. And he, he still hasn't really recovered from that, to be honest. That was a big blow to his He's credibility. He's got to be right this time. He was way off. Well, all these guys yeah, are done if they're off. He's doubling up. All doubling these, up well, you're right? a handicapper. you well, got to sympathize with thing, Gabe, but, but, Gabe, the guys that said Trump would win in 16, like the two or three out of 100 that said it, 
it's like these guys crying wealth in the stock market. They could always say the crash is coming, the crash is coming, and they're only right one out of 20 times. But when they're right, they're right, and then they milk the hell out of it. You know, It's like taking a 20-point exactly. underdog in college football every week. When it finally hits, you tell everyone you had that 20-point upset. Um, hit tonight. So it's an interesting phenomenon once again. And um, it's another, I want to say one thing before I forget, though. You talked about how the odds have been changing, you know, just today even, 4 or 5%. What else happened this week? Stock market was down nearly 6% this week, the worst one-week loss since March. And that's the biggest correlation. In fact, um, every election but two over the last century, if the stock market was up the previous three months, the incumbent party won. If it was down, the incumbent party lost. As of this week, it has gone from being up the last three months to now negative for the last three months, which would mean there'll be a switch. You know, I don't put a lot into that. I think it's more about how the economy is doing. And obviously with COVID, that's another thing that's tough to analyze because the stock market's been doing well, but I don't think the economy or the average person is doing well. And that's another reason I think Trump probably could be in some trouble. A year ago, it would have been a slam dunk 90% re-election for him otherwise. So the amount that's been wagered uh, so far um, is it's pretty crazy. They've taken, um, they've taken more action than the 2017 Mayweather-Conor McGregor boxing match, the 2018 World Cup the 2019 Grand, Grand National Horse Race and the 2020 Super Bowl combined. I don't know where this money comes from, man. Well, like, who pets on it? Because it's not sports bettors then. I don't know, like, you know. I, I don't know, like, why? Where does... And they're not big bets, yeah, I don't think, either. That's the thing. Crazy. But in England, in, in, in overseas, they do. They're not They're not scared, really. You know, they'll, they'll take action on this stuff. All right, we'll check in on the polls. We'll get into the college football. Tony Finn's going to step up in it as well. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Sports Rage, late night continues. I'm Marenzi. We're kicking it uh, with Steve uh, Merrill. All right, we got you caught up to date uh, with the international markets and the election. Merrill will be with us Tuesday uh, for the fallout uh, after. But um, the craziness continues, guys. College football, Maryland. Uh, Maryland got drilled last week. People were talking about Maryland being one of the worst teams in the country. Minnesota. Man, I brought it up on Game Time Decisions. I was concerned about Minnesota. I said, how do you lay 18 and a half points with a team that just lost by 25 points uh, last week? Um, but, you know, man, um, Tulia, the quarterback, uh, Tua's brother, Tyler Viola, I'll call him Tulia because of his name, the new Tua, uh, so to speak. I mean, he's got the same name, Tua. But um, a very impressive, you know, massive come. They were 0-71 when they were down by 17, but... It is what it is, uh, Steve, but, man, this Minnesota Golden Gopher team, I said it earlier, I don't want to pick on kids, Steve. They're college kids. They're playing for free, but, like, these punks want to get paid? It's like, all right, kid, you get paid. Do we get to fire you and kick you off the campus after you miss an extra point? It's an extra point, Steve. Like, does this kid have a scholarship? You know, does he get a $100,000 a year scholarship to miss extra points? It's pathetic. I know he's the backup, but that's beyond unacceptable. I actually um, played against Maryland last week with Northwestern. That worked out pretty well, 43-3. to three. Um, 
you know, obviously Maryland was really struggling offensively, but it's week one. There's no preseason. There's limited practice. You know, you never know how quickly teams are going to flip a switch and get it. And I didn't think Maryland would be able to flip a switch in just five days because keep in mind they played Saturday, had to play Friday. So there's only five days in between this week. Um, and apparently they didn't flip that switch. But I guess once they got three quarters under the belt, they came to life in the fourth quarter, 17 nothing run there to force overtime. So maybe that was the buy-on sign for Maryland. But, yeah, for the first seven quarters this season, I wanted nothing to do with them. Just shows how it's tricky to handicap these teams with little to go on right now. But as you said, Minnesota, I know you watched the Michigan game close last week. You know, Michigan – Young offensive line, new quarterback coming in. They still couldn't stop them. So I don't want to read too much into the fact Maryland moved the ball tonight because they looked terrible offensively last week against Northwestern. Well, that's the thing, too. Now it takes a little bit of, you know, it takes a little shine off the Michigan win. Not that it matters. A win is a win. So I'm just talking about from a betting perspective moving forward. You know, so Michigan, you just saw, we just saw the Minnesota Golden Goal for defense got shredded. Uh, by a team that scored three points last week against Northwestern, against a team with a kid that played his second collegiate game tonight and um, and a very young roster. Uh, Minnesota's defense is bad. That Michigan number keeps plummeting, though. You know, last last check, Steve, it was, it's amazing because it opened at 26.5. I saw it at 26.5 at FanDuel. Um, I think it was Sunday night or whatever. Right now, Steve, 21.5. Massive move, man. All the way yep. down to 21 and a half right now. What do you make of that? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think a little bit. Uh, now, that move was before the game tonight. Um, it had already hit 21 and a half by like 8 o'clock Eastern tonight, so it didn't really have much to do with that result. Um, but I do think that could be another reason to maybe take a look at Michigan State, though, because those are two disparaging results last week. Minnesota, obviously, you had a shot to win as a three-point home dog. Michigan routes them, and then Michigan State loses outright as a nine-point favorite against Rutgers. It's too bad this is the noon kickoff tomorrow because I'd really like to see what Rutgers does against Indiana in that 3.30 Eastern game You know, because that would give us some more information as well um, because Rutgers had forced seven turnovers to Michigan State. Uh, Michigan yeah. State wasn't quite as bad as that loss looked, and I think that's another reason we've seen the line adjustment. Uh, my power rankings are right around 22, and I talked to some other sharps this week. Uh, they also thought the line was a few points too high, and I think that's why the money's coming on the underdog. Um, Steve Merrill kicking it with us. Wager Talk uh, TV in the house. All right, Texas and Oklahoma State. This is an intriguing game. Uh, do you still buy into the? Is it automatic when Tom Herman's an underdog right now, Steve? Is that still an automatic? Uh, they used people used to like uh, shout from rooftops. Tom Herman's an underdog this week. Tom Herman's an underdog. A blind bet. Tom Herman. I guess people are getting a little bit worn out with it, but he's still statistically a very strong underdog. It's three and a half. You know, they, how, do you buy? Are you buying into this Cowboy team, Oklahoma State? People talk about their defense. Texas defense is soft, but we know they can put points up on the board. What do you make of this uh, contest? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a big trend guy, but I do like certain coaching trends in college football. It's one of the few things I look at. I do think coaching trends are something you want to look at as underdogs because that means guys outperform in bigger games. And that is a legitimate angle. He's 16 and five against the spread as an underdog, but more so Gabe, 11 of those 16 point spread wins have been straight up wins. So that's yeah. why I do think there's something to that angle, but like anything, I use these trends as filters. You know, I'm looking at hundreds of things and it maybe puts me on a game or keeps me off a game. And guess what? In this situation, it kept me off Oklahoma State. In fact, the last game I cut for Saturday was Oklahoma State. I've got three best bets up, 
The free play I posted at wagertalk.com right now is Oklahoma State this week, minus three and a half. I would have liked it more at minus three. My power ratings make it four and a half, so I do think there's a little bit of value, but that underdog ang- angle is a concern, and that was enough for me to make Oklahoma State just a free play instead of a best bet this weekend. Uh, last week, by the way, Oklahoma State was the last game I cut as well. We talked about this on Tuesday. That line was anywhere from two and a half to three and a half, and it landed right on yep. three. Um, so once again, let's keep an eye on this number. Maybe it'll come down to three tomorrow. Maybe some of that underdog love will come in on Texas. I would like Oklahoma State a little bit more at minus three or less. Better defense, much better defense. 12 points a game. Texas over 32 a game this year. That's the difference. As Steve mentioned, so Tom Herman, yeah, 16 and five as an underdog. Uh, Oklahoma State have been on a nice spread run, though. 13, four and one guys in their last 18 football games. Uh, you know, one thing with Oklahoma State, though, they don't have that explosive offense. They're leaning on their defense a little bit more now. So they're not pulling away from teams. You know, big. Uh, it's a big game for for both programs. You know, if Tom Herman, you know, Tom Herman's like starting to turn into just every other over. Like you look at Tom Herman and Shaka Smart, two guys that were extremely trendy, big time coaches, big time gets. Texas just can't get on track, bro. Like I'm talking basketball, football. Like you know, when Steve, when you consider all the money that they have, the facilities that they have, the recruiting capabilities that they have. They've, you know, Texas football and basketball have both been, uh, you know, massive underachievers. So let me ask you, Steve, I'm a little bit surprised about this one and maybe not surprised. I should say, I guess I'm willing to lay the number and normally I'm more of an underdog better, but Ohio State and Penn State, I'm getting a feel. I get the feeling, Steve, that Ohio State just like 20 times better than everybody else in the Big Ten and they're going to let everybody else know it. It's a shortened season. They're coming to the party late, so they're not going to take the pedal off the metal against anybody ever. Um, I think they're out for blood. And and not to mention, I think out of all teams, and I brought this up on a, on a radio hit I did today on ESPN Florida, we are talking about, like, Michigan without fans. You know this, Steve. That's a quiet stadium even with fans. It pisses me off, but, you know, the fact is Ann Arbor's a wine-drinking, yuppie town. You know what I'm saying? And the fans aren't wild. There's 106 of them, 106,000 of them, and it's the biggest stadium in America, but it's not devastatingly loud. It's not like Virginia Tech where they're cranking Metallica and they're going nuts and stuff. Uh, but Happy Valley, Steve, that that Penn State crowd and those whiteouts, man, it's like 100,000 of them, they are crazy. They don't shut up all day. They're jumping up and down. They're, you know, I, I think it takes a lot away from Penn State without the fans there, Steve. And, you know, we saw last week they got all they can handle from Indiana. Did they get screwed late? Yes. But I think Ohio State are going to run them out. Run, run, I think they're going to drill them, Steve. I'll lay the 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm not using this as an official play, but I'd actually take probably the other side. Um, I'd lean Penn State just for a couple of reasons. Uh, my power ratings only make the game nine. So I do think it's a little high. Uh, it was 12, 11 and a half, 12 yesterday. And I actually did a preview of the three biggest games for Wager Talk TV. Uh, that video is up there right now, Wager Talk TV. People can go watch it. I mentioned Oklahoma State that we just talked about, and I mentioned yeah. Penn State in this one just based on line value. Um, I was hoping you were going to, but it does uh, concern me they don't have a full house. How, how eagerly, how quickly you responded! You came, you you, 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 you sucker punched me there, Merrill. But go on. <laughs> no, no, I said right away. So I'm going to take the other side of that one. No, I know. No, I'm not taking the other side. Yeah, it's a little high. Um, I'll tell you what jumped out to me, Gabe. Though one other reason I can make a case for Penn State here. Yes, they lost to Indiana last week outright as a favorite. But look at this. If you were to tell me the two rushing number defensively last week, one team allowed 41 yards, 1.6 yards per rush. The I other know. team allowed 210, 5.8 yards per rush. 
That was Ohio State, and they won 52-17. Penn State lost, and they only allowed 41 rushing yards. So maybe that's just one game. You know, we'll see. But um, you can make some arguments why, why Penn State might have some value in this one. Um, the line is dropping, though. It's down to 10.5, so it's crossed over that key number of 11. It's actually hit 10 in some spots tonight. Um, so I would like it a lot less at that point. Uh, we should note that uh, James Franklin's 4-0 against the spread the last four matchups against the Buckeyes uh, as well. Um, and uh, Franklin's 7-2 and against the spread the last nine times he's gotten points. He's a good coach. Um, so we were talking about the Rutgers game. They forced uh, they, you know, seven turnovers. That's, that's pretty high, right? That's a big dichotomy there, Merrill. But so can it continue that? Yeah. But with that being stated, still... I know the number keeps coming down. We're, we were still we're still getting double digit points here with Rutgers, and I'm all in on Rutgers this year. I'm buying in, and we, we're getting double digits. It doesn't really matter if we're getting ten and a half or thirteen. Is it that key, Steve? So, what do you think about taking Rutgers again this week? Yeah, and it is thirteen now. And there's even some thirteen and a halves out there. Uh, this line opened thirteen. We talked about it Tuesday night. It was down to eleven or ten when we did the show Tuesday. Remember, we said the sharps are hammering them a couple. It's gone back up. Weeks. Now it's back to 13. Yeah, I don't know, quite know what's going on there. I'll have, to, I'll have to check, make sure there's not some injury or COVID issues because I do recommend Rutgers. I've been leaning towards them this week on different shows that I've done, um, and I like them at plus 13. You know, I referenced how Penn State's loss was a little misleading last week. Well, it was very misleading, actually. I mean, the other thing I forgot to point out was that Penn State had a 277-yard edge, 488 to 211 in that game last week against Indiana, three missed field goals. So Indiana should have lost that game. Indiana gave up 250 rushing yards. Uh, Rutgers allowed only 50 rushing yards last week. But then again, as you said, seven forced turnovers. You and I could beat a team when we get to seven turnovers. So it does help. But they should be a lot better this year. 17 returning starters. Greg Shannon's back at head coach. And not only is he a good motivator and a good coach, and that's kind of the theme here. Franklin, you know, Herman, we're talking about some good underdog coaches tonight. So it's a reason to look at these teams. Um, but I also, just on the side, Gabe, I don't think Shannon would have gone back there if he didn't think this team had some potential. I don't think he would have yeah. gone back to coach a Rutgers team that was, what, like 1-21 against 1A opponents the last two years until this week. So um, I think maybe Rutgers is turning the corner there. And keep in mind, they're still a Big Ten program. I mean, they should have some talent there. And, well, you know, they did a good job bringing in transfers. The, the COVID situation, they did a good job um, picking the carcass of, of teams when kids – um, to, that they picked up from big time programs uh, too. And look, Steve, you know, look the Rutgers basketball program, dude. That that program's on the rise. Rutgers basketball is, a, they, you know, they don't lose at home. Mm-hmm. Call it the rack, right? Like so, Rutgers athletics, I think, is is coming on right now. Uh, it's a hotbed of talent there. They can't, they haven't kept it in state, uh, but I think they're going to start to with Shiano exactly. here. Um, so let, let's let's blast through a couple of more of these games. Uh, Coastal Carolina now they're five and zero straight up four and one against the spread team, but now they're favorites on the road three and a half. Is does the bubble burst? Do you think they get it done again? Yeah, boy, couldn't you see this game landing on three? It opened two, two and a half in some spots, and now it's three and a half. You know, I get a feeling this could be that <laughs> land on three game. You know, and there's always an eight to nine percent chance of favorite wins by exactly a field goal. I talked about how last week Oklahoma State against Iowa State it went from three and a half to two and a half, closed at three. Uh, this could be that game this week if it lands right on three. That The value might be gone. All right, Steve, we've got about 20 seconds here. Boston College getting 25 and a half without uh, Lawrence. Uh, what's your take on that? 
Yeah, you know, initially I'd say, hey, they, they have a focused effort. Everyone on Clemson, even their backups are better than BC. But the fact that it happened just a couple days before the game is a concern. Uh, it'd be enough of a reason for me to stay away from this one. Real shame if you can't play Notre Dame, Dame, Notre Dame just for college football in general. Yeah, yeah that's a real they shame. Play, they play Notre Dame. All right, hang in here, Steve. Think of an NFL game like uh, Steve's rolling out about two minutes on the other side. Sports Rage. Yep. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait's late night Friday night free show. Level one has just flown by as it always does. Steve, uh, Steve Merrill, wager talk in the house. Kick it with us. All right, let's go rapid fire. I want to get a pro pick from you, Steve, but just quickly uh, college uh, football. A couple of games we didn't get to. K State, West Virginia, man, that total's low at 45.5 for a college game, Steve. I don't really get that total. And uh, K State's getting 4.5. I don't really think much of West Virginia. What's your rapid fire take on that one? Yeah, I looked at West Virginia a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, obviously they beat up on Kansas, and um, that was a game in which they had over 500 yards. Kansas runs back a kickoff to get the one point backdoor cover. So that left a bitter taste in my mouth as West Virginia. Um, I had them again last week against Texas Tech. They lost outright. So I'm 0 2 against the spread. Should be 1 1. Uh, I'm staying off the game this week, but I agree that is a pretty low total for modern college football. Central Florida and Houston's a fun game, Steve. The total was 82.5 earlier in the week. I'm seeing 80 and a half right now. I'm a big over better. Uh, call me, you know what, uh, call me a square here. I'll be Sammy Square. I'll be betting you over this football game, UCF and Houston. Yeah, we always say there's a reason these totals are high, right? And uh, the early money, it was, what, 77, now 82 and a half, so it wasn't high enough. Uh, not a lot of wiggle room there, but uh, these two teams are potent offensively. But Houston only allows 5.4 yards per play. Central Florida only allows six yards per play. These aren't ferocious defensive teams. Uh, so that was enough to keep me off this one. All right, NFL. A lot of, lot of, um, lot of short spreads this week, Steve. You know, point spreads at two and a half and three. It's weird because a couple of weeks ago, every number was three and a half, and it's a weird number, three and a half. We were talking about it. This week, you know, throughout the week, there were a lot of two and a halves, but they're, they're starting to even out here. Indianapolis, Detroit is three right now. The Browns laying two and a half to the Raiders. Tua makes his debut for the Rams, a starting debut. He threw a pass, whatever. Um, you know, he, he's on the field. What do you like? We got 30 seconds. What are you looking at in the NFL? What's one game you like, Steve? Yeah, five of the 12 games Sunday, two and a half to three and a half point range. And then, of course, we have the 20 point line with Kansas City over the Jets just to even it out. Uh, but I'll look at the biggest game in the afternoon card Seattle minus three right now against San Fran. Really tough spot for the Niners. Back-to-back straight-up dog wins coming back from the East Coast. And now playing a Seattle team that just blew that 10-point lead against the Cardinals. So you would assume it's a bounce-back spot for Seattle. But the weekend... I don't get it either. It's a two-and-a-half. Thanks, Steve. Break it. 